This episode of The Cool Ship brought to you by Zigmeister Brewing at 106 Valentine Street in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Coming this Friday, July the 1st, at Morris Tap and Grill at 500 Route 10 in Randolph, New Jersey, Zigmeister will be doing a tap takeover, so head on over to the Morris Tap and Grill and enjoy your night. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Cool Ship Podcast, dedicated to beer lovers, home brewers, and professionals alike. With your hosts, Warren, the Professor Wilson, and Matt, Zigmeister Ziegler. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to grab a beer and chill on the Cool Ship. Zigmeister Brewing Company. I'm his doppelganger. You're a doppelganger. What the fuck That's is a doppelganger? Uh, it's um... <laughs> is that the flavor saver right there? <laughs> there you should be the little caterpillar that's grown on your chin. <laughs> his evil twin. As we all know, Matt just went through puberty about two years ago. So. Took me 18 years to grow this bad boy. <laughs> So tonight, Carl has a good, uh, a good. I guess it's the apropos summer episode. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about some fruity beer. Grapefruity beer. Grapefruity, uh, particular grapefruit. For some reason, there's no other fruit in here. If you ask me, I'm a fruit guy. I love fruit in my beer, and there are so many people out there that don't know how good fruit can be in beer. I don't know about you, Matt, but for me, fruit is. Apropos for summer beer. No, I do. I I like fruit in my beer as well, but there's that that line that you can't cross. I think in in like there are certain styles that are more fruit forward. Like if you're going for a, a creek or something like that, you know you got. Okay. But I don't know. It, I like my beer to taste like beer and have some fruit in the back there. Right. I don't necessarily want it to be beer or fruit all, beer. Fruit, fruit forward. Yeah, fruit I, beer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I can see that, and one of the things that I've been doing since last fall is trying to infuse a beer with as much fruit as I can get away with, and entering competitions with, like homebrew competitions with this beer, and as a farce, I would load it up, and load it up, and load it up, and then make the, the beer as strong as I could make it, and lo and behold, I think I found a formula for placing in competition as a farce. Like, I, I just would load up this huge mango beer. It's your white whale. Yeah. And then... <laughs> this mango you, beer is your you, white whale. Absolutely. <laughs> it was my white whale. And it took second place. And it just proves that you have to be, in competition, so subjective, you have to be above hmm. the norm. And that's, that's it a shame. It has to stand out. Yeah. It's a shame. It doesn't go to... Because uh... I'm always... <laughs> naturally. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a phone call right now. Um, so that's one lucky listener can we, can that gets to call on? in while we're uh, 
while we're on air. Um, I believe that is... Mom! That's right. <laughs> a very Mom. important person in my life. <laughs> that is my mother. Hold on a second. Let's see if we can put her on air. Hold uh, on a second. Oh, uh, I just lost her. Call, give her a call back. Yeah, let me she see if I can get her on, on speaker. Us, yeah. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get her. Anyway, the white whale, it existed and it worked. And now I'm trying to dial back to get the right amount of fruit in my beer. So, so it's fruit last and beer first. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go into that, you can explain that. You want the beer to come out first. With a little bit of what is that in the background? And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think on the market today, we have so many other things out there that are fruit forward, just especially Shock Top. I mean, it tastes like an orange. Well, the, the big thing with your beer specifically is it's an IPA, right? Right. So a lot of these beers already have in the hop flavor this tropical fruit or this citrusy flavor that comes through with it. So it just makes sense that it would pair well with a fruit addition. Okay. But so many of these now that are coming out are just so. Fruit heavy, right? I don't it's it's I so mean, fruit the, heavy. Uh, and, the it, one that's actually on later when we get into it, the uh, grapefruit sculpin. Yes, I think that just tastes like grapefruit juice, grapefruit wine, rind, or grapefruit yeah. juice, like breakfast grapefruit juice. Yeah, yeah. one popular grapefruit juice. Man. It is, but uh, that's what that's what. But the I thing think it's is, getting like, more and more just grapefruit juice. Yeah, and it, it's true. It's I, like carbonated alcoholic grapefruit, grapefruit juice. juice. I think when we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna actually go into some shandies right away, and then we're gonna progress into the pale and then the IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we're gonna find is the shandy is exactly what you're describing. It's yeah. just typically grapefruit juice, and the shandy is described as a beer mixed with a soft drink. Mm-hmm. Now, a soft drink in traditional terms was either lemon or grapefruit. Uh, grapefruit is uh, what do they what do they call that? Um, it's not a shandy, but it's a Rattler. Rattler, uh, yeah. Rattler, um, grapefruit traditionally. Uh, but now it just means, shandy means every fruit that you can find out there. So, mm-hmm. um, And first off, I don't if know what you want. you don't want, want to call it a, uh, a lambic. Yeah, yeah, yeah lambic. Uh, there it goes. Oh, now, uh, let me, um, I think this is my, uh, oh, this is my other half. This is my wife. Hold on a second. I have you on speaker. We're live right now talking online in our uh, podcast. Say hi to everybody. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello there, Maya. Just calling to check in. Yes. So uh, we're doing a podcast right now. Um, awesome. And we're drinking some Rattlers. Tell them what you think about a Rattler. Okay. Refresh my memory what that is again. <laughs> like shandy style beers. Shandy. Like fruit forward beer. Um, I think they're awesome, especially like in the summertime. Very fun. Yep, cool. Just like uh, everyone else and their brother. So. <laughs> well, thank you for your enlightenment. I really do appreciate the call. I will give you a call later. I love you. Love you too, honey. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right. So our, the, first yeah, hey! our first call in. That was our first call and the first time we've ever seen the softer side of one. <laughs> there is a softer side. I'm a big lush. <laughs> speaking of stuff now, um, speaking of beer, uh, lushes and drinking, why don't we start off with um, one of these two here. We have Lennon Kugel's uh, Grapefruit Shandy or the Big Squeeze, which is also uh, is UFO's Grapefruit Shandy. Which mm-hmm. one do you want to go I think with? They're both pretty uh, easy to find out there, but let's start with the Lennon Kugel. Lennon Kugel? Line of Google seems to be the popular shandy. Everyone knows Line of Google's for their fruit beers, um, which has done them well, I think. 
as far as longevity goes, since they are a, a Miller Coors yeah. company Miller Coors who company. is now in Bath. <laughs> in certain areas. In certain areas. <laughs> well, you guys prepare that. I'll just uh, say that the inspiration for this episode was the fact that I went to a supermarket in this area. It's called, well, in Pennsylvania, it's called Wegmans. Yeah. Some people may know who that Cheers. is. Wegmans has a display case where they sell individual bottles of beer. You make your own craft pack. They probably have, um, maybe not counting properly, but maybe 100 to 200 beers in that display case, right? But you can buy yeah. it by the bottle. I found like eight grapefruit beers in that display, and I was just like, all right, so this has become a thing, grapefruit beer. So I said, let's do an episode on it, because all of a sudden it's it's become a thing. Well, yeah, I, so I, I don't know. Was it was it... Was it you thinking about an episode, or was it you just sitting there going, ooh, grapefruit beers, and all of a sudden realizing, uh, I fucking bought eight grapefruit beers, no, maybe we was, need to do an was, episode It was this. like, what are we, what's here, what's interesting, and it's like, okay. oh, wow, grapefruit, 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 <laughs> grapefruit, 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 I was like, wow, okay, well, we've, clearly, there's a thing on the market right now, I don't know if it's summertime, and, mm. and so these kinds of yeah. beers have become popular, you know, this time of year, or Pumpkin what, Pumpkin spice but, in the fall, grapefruit yeah. in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, um, it used to be lemon, lemon, sh- lemon, Stuff, I would it, it used to be lemon, but the grapefruit now, because what they've discovered is that the oils from hops are the same kind of oils that are found in the grapefruit rind. So it gives you that kind of same on the tongue bitterness, so to speak. Um, and I think grapefruit really goes well. It's bright. It's easy to drink. It's summery. It's citrusy. So it's refreshing. Uh, and people have been doing it for millennia i mean it's been going on for a long time over in europe mm-hmm. with the it rather has, yeah. it's just one of the grapefruit sodas and and beer um what i expect from this um is a very light drinking alcoholic beer somewhere around three and a half percent filled with grapefruit soda so it's like you're drinking some kind of a soda basically without any alcohol in it. lawnmower beer I wouldn't even consider it a beer. Because on this side, I mean, you're going to be looking at, you're adding juice to this. Yeah. And then you're going to be making sure it's not going to ferment. Right. Because you're adding all this juice. So it's going to be sweet. Sweet. It's going to be light. It's going to be sweet. And it's going to be grapefruit. Yep. And it's going to be, yep. 4.2. 4.2% alcohol on this? That's still light, though. You know, it's. No, but that means it's it's base beer beer before they mix it would be like 8%. Because normally it's 50 50, aren't the shandies? Usually, yeah. But, you know. Nowadays, how to do it, right? You make a 4% beer and just mix it with some grapefruit juice. Yeah. But that would make you, at that point, that would give you a 2.4. Or, or a 2.1. Or, or you make a 4% beer and mix it with some grapefruit flavor. Hmm. Right? Time That's the difference. Try. Like, what would, cost, what would be cost-effective? Flavor. Flavor, right? Cheers again. Cheers. Okay, let's I will try say this. this so I'm standing six feet away from you guys and I can smell that grapefruit. grapefruit. (laughs) Now this is just like candied grapefruit. It's not even like you're eating a grapefruit. It's it's like sweet. It is. It's like the candy you get. It's very sugary. Very grapefruity. Those um, those vitamin C drops. Exactly. That's what exactly what it is. And it's liquid form of those vitamin C drops. Vitamin C drops drops. without without the menthol. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy drinking. Very light. Just the fruit ones. Not the menthol. <laughs> There's no bitter. You're thinking Hall's mental impetus. You think Matt's talking about something else? Well, I'm thinking citrus Hall's. You were thinking yeah, yeah. citrus Hall's. Right. I know. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what I was thinking. You were thinking yeah, you citrus Hall's because you could smell the grapefruit Hall's. Yeah, it's like a mile like vitamin C little candy. Yeah, you're talking like, the vitamin like, C. He's yeah. talking the uh, the it's cold medicine. But yeah, but but the grapefruit. point is, 
point I is, think what you guys are both saying is it's an artificial <laughs> grapefruit sweet. You know, it, it doesn't. It's just sweet grapefruit. It's just sweet. It's not artificial. It's, it's not like you bite into a grapefruit, like a bite into a red grapefruit or something like that. Is is like candy sweet grapefruit. It's like you pour a cup of sugar on a grapefruit and eat it. Drink it. Or, or drink it. <laughs> now you drink it. Yeah. When you're slicing them up, you're eating them. That it's like that candied grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as having a session of these, I'm not quite sure I could do that. No. I don't know if I'd get sick of the sweetness. The sweetness. I think that would get to me quick. The, but there's no bitterness sweetness. whatsoever in no, this. There there's no hops, no hops present whatsoever. And I don't think shandies are supposed to be. So what's the base of a shandy then? Is it just a pale ale? Is it a? Is it even a pale ale? Is it? Is it just an unhopped, fermented wort? <laughs> it's usually a wheat base yeah. beer. Um, Hefeweizen comes to mind. Weiss mm-hmm. beer comes to mind. Uh, very light in flavor. That's traditionally what it is. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's the beer Mischgetrunke. Mischgetrunkt? Mischgetrunkt, um, which is an, basically an, a sometimes non-alcoholic beer, but it's carbonated with lemon juice or lemon soda. And that's the traditional shandy. It's a German-style wheat mm-hmm. beer with lemon soda. And then everything stems from there. Um, as far as fruit, as far as, you know, the wiki goes. And as far as fruit goes, yeah. Basically, all citrus fruit, um, lemon, lime, lemon, grapefruit. Well, when I <clears throat> when I was a kid, uh, my father introduced me to shandy, or well, not that he was making me drink shandy, but he Boy, showed me what it was. Oh, my my dad <laughs> could drink a lot of beer, trust me. And uh, but he would make himself a shandy every now and again, and it would be basically fifty percent lemonade, fifty percent beer. Right? Mm. And he's like, yeah, it keeps you from getting too dehydrated. But it was, like, to your point, Warren, it was basically watering down whatever beer was at the time, yeah. five, 4 or 5% beer with 50% juice or lemonade. So it was definitely a sweet, I mean, a sweet, refreshing type of a thing, but it was low alcohol, and it was to get you through those hot summer days. Mm-hmm. Right? So, A working man's beer. Yeah. Very popular over in Europe. Yep. Yeah. The story goes, and uh, the romantic story goes, there was a gentleman who had a wheat brewery next to a plant of workers. Um, and when they let out for lunch, they would go to this pub, his brewery, to drink and have lunch. Well, he was afraid that he was going to run out of beer because he didn't brew mm. for some re- reason, and he had lemon soda on draft, and he mixed both his wheat 50-50 mix to make it last through the day, and everyone loved what he was making. Mm. So I don't know how true that is. That is a romantic story. You probably can look it up in any history of wheat beer making book. Um, but it is a tradition, and there are a lot of people out there that do. You know, it's basically wheat beer, a crystal Weizen, um, which is a filter, filtered wheat or a clear wheat beer, or uh, Keller Weiss, which is a cellared wheat beer, um, mixed 50-50 with soda, and they would do traditionally the beer pour first and then mix it with the soda afterwards to get a better mix. Mm. Sometimes they would do a shot of raspberry flavoring like the old Crick or r- cherry flavor like the old Crick or raspberry flavoring like the old Frambois. Um, but from there, uh, it became more famous with lemon and, and, and grapefruit. So, All right, we'll try the UFO. I'm not quite sure. Trying to make me drunk over here. I'm not, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. 
I'm going to get a different flavor from the UFO. To make the end of the show more interesting? <laughs> yes, Matt. <laughs> it's grapefruit soda. Have you ever had... Um, what's that grapefruit soda that's out on the market right now? Fresca. Fresca. Fresca very... minus the uh, artificial sweetener, maybe. No. Uh-huh. Or could it be artificial? It All could right. be artificial. I mean, it, it tastes like Fresca. Mm. It really did. Now, this one seems we to have a little bit uh, more color. We should see if uh, Miller Coors owns Fresca. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I will say that about the last one. It was very, sort of a, a very light yellow. Mm, this one's... The line of Kugels. This is more like a pink Pinker. grapefruit yeah. juice, if you can consider that. A little more pink. So where's UFO out of? UFO is out of... Out of this world. Yes. <laughs> Unidentified. <laughs> uh, it's out of Boston, Massachusetts. Is it? And Windsor, Vermont. And? So originally I think it was Vermont. And then they moved down to Boston. Okay. It was one of the Vermont breweries, UFO. <clears throat> but this one actually looks like pink grapefruit juice that mm. you would get out of a pink grapefruit after eating the pink grapefruit. With the hell of a head. A yeah, nice a very foamy grapefruit. Ooh. Um, I'm getting more of a beer forward smell on that, <clears throat> like rancid. Yeah, this one smells like um, mm. some yeast were farting on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying there? I smell the grapefruit. You smell the grapefruit, but you smell that, you know. This is mm. sweet with a hint of tartness. I'm getting that's... a hint of tartness for yeah. sure. <laughs> UFO Big Squeeze is perfect for all your summer adventures. <laughs> Harpoon gas and give it a big squeeze. Oh, it's a harpoon. Yeah, you yeah. Harpoon. Yeah. Ah, okay. Harpoon UFO is uh, UFO is unfiltered offering. Harpoons unfiltered offering. UFO unfiltered. Oh, offering. there you go. It's beer with grapefruit juice added. Is what they proclaim it to be. So, cheers to that. Here's the pink grapefruit juice with Sticky beer farts. Yeast fart. Matt is so incredibly unimpressed right now. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> He's just giving us the looks like, do I really have to drink this? <laughs> smells like tainted wheat beer. You know what? It tastes like a, like, I like this grapefruit flavor better than Lennon Kugel's. It's got a real grapefruit flavor to it. It tastes like someone took old yeast and tried to ferment grapefruit juice. I'm getting I'm getting a wheat beer off flavor with pink grapefruit juice. Pink grapefruit juice isn't that good. I don't know if you ever had pink grapefruit juice right from a jar. Mm. It's like a little tart, a little sour, and a little sweet. I mean, almost. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of grapefruits. I eat. No, I see what you're saying. With I this ate thing. my share of grapefruits back in the day. Can I say back in the day? Yeah, it's harder for you to say back in the day, but okay. We'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> it's almost as if um, that beer went south and they tried mm. to mask it with some grapefruit juice. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the grapefruit juice. I like that grapefruit bitterness that I'm getting in the back end. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I got this out of a display case at a grocery store, but so it could be... Filter this through my shoe. <laughs> no, I'm just saying... I'm sorry. It, no, it's, it, it, it seems it like something's be. been done to this beer, like... Transport didn't do it well. Yeah, um, well, that's what I'm saying. It could be an old example. Who knows what, right? Um, it's, it's not even stale. It's like um, 
Enjoy by 9-15-2012. No, I'm kidding. Jesus. I'm kidding. <laughs> 2013 isn't much better, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a date on here. No, it's 9-15-2016, they say. 9-15. So I'm sure. But it could have sat out on the loading dock in the sun for a while. You Who knows? Know. Well, I'm, I'm getting that, um, like that, it almost reminds me of that burnt tire experiment that we did here. I, I think that it, it's just it's a be, it it tastes like there's just issues with the yeast, not like it was oh well, it's a bad un- pitch of yeast or something. Yeah, no, like it's that, an unfiltered but- offering. So, what does that mean? Does that mean that they didn't kill the yeast? So no, no, like it like it's just or something. It's it, it tastes like they brew. took like it was unhealthy yeast and they pitched it. And they made a beer with unhealthy yeast, is what it is. Or did the yeast die in the bottle? No, they would no, come through with a different flavor. This this just tastes like it was fermented with unhealthy yeast. Mm-hmm. It's not meaty. It's awkward. Well, yeast dead in the bottle tastes like what? Soap? Meat. Meat? Okay. This tastes... SO4. Mm. It's got some of that. Mixed in with... Mm. Grapefruit rind doesn't really bode well. It's almost as if you're eating a bad grapefruit. What a big squeeze. <laughs> you ever eat a bad grapefruit? Probably. Like a rotten strawberry? Rotten strawberries are awful. Pristine fruits. Rotten strawberries are awful. They are. Like, like, awful. Yeah, that's almost like a bad grapefruit. Like they used, they used leftover grapefruit hmm. in a beer and made it taint. Taint that good. Taint that good. I would try this again from a different vendor. Mm. Yeah, right. You never know with these things. How long they usually they put out some good stuff, Harpoon. You know, surprised. So, I think Harpoon put out that shandy or not the shandy the uh, the winter ale that we liked. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the. Harpoon. Yeah, we did a. Uh... While back, they back talk. in December, yeah. that was a six months epic. ago. Epic. That was an epic. All right. So move, moving on. Um, Take a break. No, not yet. I, I got a question for Matt. Don't you tell me. Take Don't fucking tell us what to do, producer. <laughs> Guest. So <laughs> Guest. <laughs> oh, by the way, he should be showing up in about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You didn't even look at the clock. <laughs> um. If you were to it's do in your fruit. pocket, oh, is it a middle finger? Oh. <laughs> Can you hear that? Turn it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm getting the finger from all sorts. Yeah, what's that? So, if you were to do a fruit beer, yep. what kind of what kind of beer would you do it on, and why? If uh, you were to do the ultimate fruit beer in the world, so well, f- funny story. Just, well, I don't know about <laughs> ultimate fruit beer in the world, but um, I am doing a couple different fruit beers right now, um, and it's more. Taking a finished beer and secondarying it on fruit. Right. Um, so we're like making beer first. Yeah. And making sure the beer is good first and foremost. Not pitching a crappy yeast like <laughs> what we just drank. Um, I have the... And it, it depends on the fruit. Like the citrusy fruits, the tropical fruit tend to go better in, I think, some IPAs. Or... A more basic beer with just a light malt character, not hops, to 
portray something forward. Like right sure. now, I've got the IPA on pineapple. I've got the pale ale with mangoes. I've got the Kolsch on strawberries. Um, and I'll probably do a couple more. Uh, one, my white whale of a beer that I've been chasing to do is a banana British mild to come through like banana bread flavor. And I made it the first time I made a British mild, I made it as a banana British mild as a recommendation for my roommate. And it came out fantastic. And it is the only recipe I have ever lost. <laughs> Still to this day, trying to make it back and try to figure that one out. And the recipe for the British Mild that we made uh, for the uh, Forge Batch, I think, came out really well. So now it's going to be brewing that again and experimenting with bananas and different flavors to get that back to the banana bread British Mild. Were you talking about that when you used bananas? Hmm? When you did the banana yeah. Mild? You think you can get bananas out of a, instead of using bananas, you can get the banana flavor out of a yeast? Just like ferment the British mild, or the mild recipe with the Hefeweizen yeast? Yeah, you At 64 degrees or something like that. Huh? Maybe. That's worth, a, that's worth an experiment. Maybe that's something that uh, I could put together here, or we can do yeah. it at your place. Try it that way. Forge batch. Brew a bunch and then batch. split it. Split it and do make sure you one get a five cu- gallon. <laughs> one five gallon, yeah. one out of the four. Make sure yeah. you get at least three of the good ones. And oh yeah, I've always wondered. But I mean, then I can even take it and have like you know, do one with fresh banana, do one with flavored like, extract. Like no, nah, the extract would work on it. No, I don't think so either because it's not the same, is it? No, but I would do like one with like blackened banana bread, bananas, mm-hmm. and then do one with like they do these um. Banana chips, not not sugar coated banana chips, or like yeah. freeze dried banana yeah. chips or, and stuff uh, like that. Dehydrated banana yeah. chips, yep, absolutely. Um, what is what is the acetate? What is it called? Oh, the, the chemical, chemical term for, for um, methyl acetate. What? Isoamyl acetate. Oh, sorry. Isoamyl acetate. That is the wasn't that the first discovery of fake flavor? I think it was. Yeah. That and then they. Did something else? I forget. Well, cherry, cherry was the second, and I don't know what the cherry flavor is, but those uh, those were the two flavors that they did false flavors of for the first couple of uh, experiments. Um, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we're gonna we gotta refill anyway. But coming up, we're gonna talk about Berliner Weiss, what that means um, as far as a fruit beer goes, um, and then we're gonna get into our next couple of shanties. And then move from the shandies into the pail and then the, the IPA. So stay tuned. Um, get out your big squeeze UFO or your line of Kugel's grapefruit and sit back and wait for us to return. During the break, we were talking, Matt and I were just discussing some terminologies that uh, came about in uh, 
I had mentioned that Radler is German for cyclist, and then Matt said something about the fact that he recalled a story. Yeah, I, I remember hearing something along the lines of when you had mentioned the brewery next to a, a working facility. For some reason, I had remembered um, a brewery that had a bike trail near it, and he wanted to offer something to the cyclists, but he needed to make beer with it or use beer in it. So he split it 50-50 with beer and juice or beer and soda so that it was more refreshing for the cyclists and make them stop along the path and come in. For a less alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's uh, it's probably there's a mix of reality between both of those stories and probably the, the, that makes more sense if Radler means cyclist. Maybe they were cycling from a nearby working area. Who you know, knows? Because, <laughs> you know, in Europe, that's where they do. They don't, they don't have cars. Um, in northern Ger- Germany, uh, a half and half made with Pilsner and lemon soda is also known as an Oster. Hmm. And that is short for Osterwasser. Osterwasser. German for water of the Oster. Um... German uh, which water helps from, me out a lot. <laughs> water from Oster Lake. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, a lake around which the city of Hamburg is situated. Hmm. So I guess they would say uh, you want an Oster from Pilsner and Oster. So I guess Pilsner's any kind of light, really beer. Cheers to this. Hmm. Um, we have just cracked open. Uh, open. Just cracked open. We just cracked open a Schufferhofer. Schufferhofer. <laughs> um, I don't know how to pronounce that, do you? No, which Sabina probably does. Yeah. Schufferhofer. <laughs> Schufferhofer. I don't know. Maybe I can find it on... S-C-H-O with an umlaut on top. F-F-E-R-H-O-F-E-R. Let's take a look at this guy. Schufferhofer. Yeah. Schufferhofer. I don't know why I said that with like an Irish accent. <laughs> it's a Schofferhofer. So I'm going to see if we can find out. Here we go. The Schofferhofer grapefruit. So I'm going to get yelled at because I'm putting this on YouTube. Everyone's looking, rolling their eyes at me, but I, you know, I'm going to skip this ad and then go here. Schofferhofer. <laughs> it sounds like he's going to fall asleep in a Schofferhofer. Yeah, so we have go. over here a Schaffelhofer. Schaffelhofer. I'm going to take a nap now. <laughs> See, I got out of that really quickly, so now you can't yell at me. <laughs> I just wanted to find out if it was Schaffelhofer. It was Schaffelhofer. Schaffelhofer. Schaffer. Schaffelhofer. This is Schaffelhofer. <laughs> das Boot. So uh, Schaffelhofer is half Hefeweizen, half grapefruit juice at 2.5%. Mm. And it's traditional. So <clears throat> this is what it should taste like. And I, I mean, I don't mind this one. This one's a little sweet still, but I'm, I'm really not that terrible. This is like no. a, a breakfast drink. Yeah. Something I would choose to have for breakfast if they didn't have anything nutritious. Who am I kidding? If it was there, I'd <laughs> drink it. Color? Hazy. Orangey pink. Yellowy orangey pink. Golden color. Sure. Peach. Yeah, peach. <clears throat> like a peach juice. Doesn't have the head the other ones did. No, no. but I'm okay with that. It's still a stark white head. Um, lacings still exist, and you still got that ring of foam that will hmm. continue on down. Um, 
down until you finish it. Well, you would think there's less material or whatever. Uh, hop oil. Yeah, hop oils or whatever, you know, structure if you're putting juice in there. Still a, ahead. Still a half of Eitzen still has a lot of protein, so you're still yeah. going to get some good retention on there. Yeah, I mean, it's sitting there. Yep, it's re- it's persistent, that's just for sure. But it's def- good. Yeah, if I, I, if I had to drink a shandy, this would be the one. This would probably be the one. I mean, I haven't tried the other one yet, but this is a uh, this is a nice grapefruit flavor. When I saw him pull this out earlier, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I can drink that. Line of Kugels, oh, not so yes. much. Too sweet. UFO, not so much. Too danky. This one, yes, for sure. And look, it's even got a little bit of a uh, yeast, uh, yeast ring on the bottom. It's pretty fascinating. Hmm. Um, Put it in your eye. Putting in my eye. The guys from <laughs> Schefferhofer say, we are the original UFO unfilter offering. We are the Schefferhofer. We Schefferhofer. Uh, we, ooh, this one's clear. What do you got? Well, this is a, the Schefferhofer. No, this is no. A, the Warsteiner. The Vosteiner. Vosteiner. Make me feel good. Vosteiner. It's a grapefruit Japanese. special edition. Oh, grapefruit making me It's a product good. of Germany. Um, we're looking at another 2.5% ABV. Um, it says natural beverage with natural flavors added. <clears throat> 50% Vosteiner premium German Pilsner. And a 50% Whoa. grapefruit flavored drink. So this is a little different. This is the Pilsner. That's a Pils. That's why it's cl- clearer. The Schefferhofer was a Hefeweizen. Yep. I like this one. This one's this one's like a clearer version, almost like peach drink color. Uh-oh. Or I'm reading peach the, juice color. Reading the back of the Schefferhofer bottle. And we apparently drank it inappropriately. Oh, how are we supposed to drink it? So it says Schefferhofer grapefruit is the unique combination of sparkling smooth Schefferhofer Hefeweizen with grapefruit flavoring. A refreshing, well-rounded taste with tangy character and hints of sweetness is pleasing to the palate. Tastes best ice cold and right from the bottle. Right for the bottle. 50% unfiltered Hefeweizen, 50% grapefruit drink, natural ingredients may form sediment at bottom of bottle. So in other words, don't share it with a friend. Contains not more than 3.2% alcohol by weight, which apparently is important. In well, Minnesota. Here's, here's what in I don't... Minnesota. <laughs> I disagree. The chef of Hovers don't know what the fuck they're talking about when you're drinking beer. You're supposed to drink it in a cup. You don't get any kind of effervescence from a bottle. But in Germany, you're allowed to walk around the streets just drinking beer, and you're usually not going to bring a cup with you. So no, they're telling not. you, pop it open right there, boom, just chug it down and buy another one. Well, what was the, not what's Germany. The, 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 the heady topper don't... I'm not in Germany. Can. Yeah, this, this isn't because it is. <laughs> this isn't like any... <laughs> This is not Germany. I don't, don't profess to be don't German. Don't you pour that in your eye, Warren. You're going to regret it. I'm not going to pour it in my <laughs> Okay, this one says this is 50% Borsteiner Premium German Pilsner, 50% grapefruit flavored drink. Some sediment may settle at the bottom and is a natural characteristic. I don't see any sediment. Sediment. Uh oh. This also because says it contains. Cloudy. Uh oh. Cochineal extract. Where's the sediment? What's the fucking cochineal extract? Cockatiels or birds? No, cochineal. <laughs> and this was good back last March. March 4th, 2016. No. So it says. I'm upset. 50% Varsteiner. 
beer. For the descent, grapefruit drink. And that's what it looks like. It looks like grapefruit drink. It looks like peach drink. <laughs> like grapefruit drink. It definitely has different mm. aroma than the other ones. This has a very big Pilsner flavor. Yeah. That is strange. I did, I did not expect that from this. It does. <laughs> right? It's like, <clears throat> it comes, Pilsner's like, bam, in your face. And then it goes to grapefruit. With the, with the grapefruit in there? Yeah. That's pretty it good. It almost comes through like a back end of a mead. Almost. Yeah, exactly. That sweetness with the, yeah. With, the, with the honey. Yeah. No, this, I like this. Yeah, this I is good. I don't mind this. I got these. Uh, That's different. That is different. I mean, I would do this. Here, taste this, Carl. I mean, this is, uh, this is, it, it reminds me of the Pilsner malt that I use for brewing. I mean, it's just. This is mind-blowing. Yeah, mind-bottling. It bottles the mind. It bottles the mind. Is your mind bottled, Carl? My mind <clears throat> is bottled. Well, just in case, well, I'll let you know, I'll let you know what a cockaneal is after you're done drinking <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Cock and kneel. Should I continue drinking this? No, it's, no, it's, it's, when, it's when you it's kneel down and you put your cock in it. That's a cock and kneel. It's a cock and kneel. Yeah, cock and kneel. Show me your I cock was, and kneel. I was worried that it, it was like cockatiel extract. No, but it is tropical. <laughs> Good. Now, cock and kneel is a scale insect. Which, from which the natural dye carmine is derived. Carmine. 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 It's carmine, fucko. <laughs> what movie is that from? I'll give you a hundred bucks. It is a primary sessile <laughs> parasite native to the tropical and subtropical South America as well as Mexico and Arizona. That can't be the, the extract. The insect lives on cacti. No, carmine is a dye. Carmine is a... Is yeah, but I'm confused at why the Germans are putting tropical extract of a parasite. Yes. In their beer. Carmine is the color of your blood. I mean, they say crimson, but carmine is probably around. I mean, carmine is also the color of blood. I know that. No, you're not. You're not making any sense. What the fuck does carmine have to do with cochineal? Cochineal is a scale insect from which the natural dye carmine is derived. But I'm confused at why the Germans (laughs) are putting it in the beer. To give it that color. No. Maybe. No, they would say carmine color, motherfucker. Carmine, fucko. No, the reason cochineal. they probably say carmine. They probably the reason they probably say you contains cochineal. Could you put in cochineal or cochineal extract? Well, I put in cochineal. Put in cockatiel extract. Put in cochineal extract. I'm not drinking fucking carmine blood. <laughs> Cochineal extract. Cochineal. Cochineal extract. It's cochineal. It's red dye made from bugs. Yep, that's what I just said, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See, I found it right here. Red dye, baby. See, See right here. Fuck. See right here, girl. You're wrong. It's not a carmine dye made from a bug. That's it's a red funny. dye made from a bug. Yep, it's red dye made from a bug, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker, you are totally wrong. You said it was a parasite that made carmine dye. It's really you didn't tell me it was Dactylopius really cocus. Exactly what you said. Shit. You didn't tell me it was Dactylopius cocus. <laughs> That is the scientific oh, term. Okay. That, that is a theologist difference. Difference. Dactylopidae family makes the dactylopius. Carl, do you focus. understand what you said? It was wrong. It was wrong. It's a suborder of the sternorachnia. It's like a little tick. 
You could tear you. Oh, sorry. I said a theologist. That's not right. That's a fish. That's a fish. A fish scientist. I don't know what a bug scientist is. A bug scientist is a ornithologist. No. What's an ornithologist? That's the thing. Birds. Yes. Shit. That's a cockatiel. See, I'm back on the cockatiels again. Mm-hmm. Entomologist. Entomologist. This is what my daughter is. Your daughter's an entomologist? She is. Wow, she's very ahead for her age. She loves <laughs> bugs. She's an entomologist. She has a PhD. Yeah. All right, well, they put red bug dye in here for some reason. Probably because the grapefruit, they wanted because it to be that color. Because they're Germans. <laughs> because they wanted it to be pink? I don't know. Maybe. Pink grapefruit? Now, this is, I think, why the Germans invented the Reinheitsgebot. Because once you're allowed to bypass it and make a shandy... All of a sudden, you start adding fucking bug dye. <laughs> I'm sorry, but bug, like, so if you if you went to the history of things, if you just didn't glaze over it like 99 percent of Americans do when they just hear they see little tidbits and that's uh, that's good enough for them. But if you dive into the history of cochineal extract, it's been around for millennia. I'm sure it has. Aztecs, a lot of Aztecs used it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of things. Still not Germans. No, but. We all derive from some kind of like pyramid. Most natural people. extracts are from natural things. They didn't. <laughs> so they the didn't... Germans came from Mexico. No, I'm saying pyramid building well, people. Well, so if you if you think <laughs> I'm not really, saying Mexico. Hold on, I'm saying Matt. pyramid building. Think people. about it this That's way. That's a different thing. Like you're talking Egyptians. You're talking English. Have pyramid building people. You know, we're all derived from the same pyramid building people. <laughs> Who Bur- wait, no, are you saying? Wait, are you saying yep. that Bernie Madoff was just the Ultimate conclusion of all pyramid building? No, Bern, Bernie Madoff? No, no, no. He's a pyramid scheme. That's a scheme. That's he, he only made the schematic. That's oh. the schematic. That's a that's an on paper thing. That's not the really true. He didn't actually build himself a pyramid. It's not a or pyram- is that Ponzi, I that's, guess? That's a Ponzi, which is the same A pyramid thing. scheme, yeah, I guess. It was just a Fonzi scheme. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All right, that was good, but that's, you know, I like the fact that that Pilsner came out on the Vorstein. Hmm. I thought that was different. Now, you can do away with the red dye. Um, yeah, guys. If you're listening to this, Germans, don't do the red dye, bro. What was that? Nine on the red dye. Not good? No. <laughs> so what ended up happening was that the Germans populated Mexico to start the, the, the Pilsner uh, and German brewing tradition in Mexico, and the Mexicans said, well, here's some red dye bugs. Well, the <laughs> Germans are like, yes, yes, thank God. I'm so going to put this in my grapefruit shandy. Carmine is so safe, <laughs> they use it for eyeliner. What the fuck is eyeliner? Oh, eyeliner, eyeliner. Oh, what is makeup? Okay, got it, got it. Yep, got it. You come here always with eyeliner on, Carl. I mean, what the fuck is eyeliner? Don't you even pay attention to Warren? I think it's time for a break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, beep. We're having technical difficulties. Three, two, one, beep. No, we're going to take a break right now because we are empty and we're not nearly as drunk as we should. We need a pretzel. So please go fill up your glass and we'll return in as soon as Carl can fill our glass up. Drink some bug juice.
Okay, so uh, we're back. Uh, we have two more beers from our illustrious uh, producer. He's making us drink these terrible grapefruit beers all night long, and <coughs> I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to feel them. Um, I think the funniest thing during the break was when you were making that orgasmic look that Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be forever in, <laughs> ever engraved in my eyes. It's like that was that was what I was hoping. <laughs> Every time I think Santa Claus, now that's what's going to picture. No, I really, I really hope so. <laughs> the only, the, now the only, <laughs> the Just reason. Imagine, imagine you one day talking to your grandkids, be like, "Hey, kids, Santa Claus is coming into the back of your head. You just see me like." Yeah, I can't even think of that now because it's true. You have cursed me for life. When it used to be that Christmas was one of my favorite time of years. Years. Favorite times of year. Thank you. There you, you go. Man, this grapefruit goes right to your head. Okay, anyway, um, getting back to the the reason why we're thinking about Santa Claus is coming is because we have Morgasm from our Duclaw. And then I said, so what do you want? Do you want the evil genius? I said, do you want the E for evil genius? Or do you want the D for Duclaw? And Matt said he wanted the D because he's always wanted the D. <laughs> so we poured the Duclaw. <laughs> uh, Morgasm. And of course, there goes Matt's face again. Um, <laughs> the thing Warren neglected to say was that he likes it in the E. <laughs> yeah. I like the D in the E. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Which apparently isn't the ear, according to Warren, which I thought it was, but in the exit hole. No, I didn't say exit hole. You said exit hole. No, you said exit hole. The E was for my... um, Warren, I can roll back the table. Elbow. I like like the D in my elbow. You like the D in your elbow. Yep. What's a a finger or two? Come on now. (laughs) That's what she said. Now, if you're on the beach... Here we go, right back to there again. Oh, we're done. Today's episode brought to you by the letter D. By the letter A, alcohol. By the letter G, grapefruit. So, um, speaking of grapefruit, I know uh, a friend of mine came to me and uh, he offered me some candy. And I have, I'm so way out of the fucking loop, it's not even funny. I graduated college 20 fucking years ago. I've done all my illustrious, uh, uh, that's, I guess that's the word of the night, illustrious. All illustrious. My, that's what I'm saying, illustrious. Illustrious. All of my... Illustrious. Uh, yeah, well, the, the, the emphasis on a syllable. Anyway, I did all my stuff 20 years ago. I was rock doing this and that, and there I go, breathing again like Darth Vader, so I got to watch that, but... Um, he brought this candy in, and it came in little squares, an inch by an inch. And there were gummies. And I was like, what is this? He's like, try one. They're really good. I'm like, no, I don't want to try them. What is it? And then Warren tripped acid. Nope. <laughs> wasn't, I th- that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Apparently, you don't have to smoke marijuana anymore. You can get it in candy form. Oh, yeah. And he had grapefruit yeah. flavored candy. So this is what this the the, the beers so that were drinking. This guy was trying to get you high. It's it's that's as a what, joke. No, not as a joke. Just as a you know a friendly here try one. They're really good. Hey there, little boy. And I, I'm, here, have a one by one candy. And I was amazed at the fact that they come in little candy sizes. 
I've never seen anything like that. I mean, yeah. I'm so out of the loop that blows my mind. But pretty much, uh, what's it? What's it? Uh, Washington State and Colorado. I, I got it. I, I guess they're setting the bar for yeah. every kind of right. new thing out every, there. Now. Yeah, whatever. Pay whatever you want. It's legal. We'll put it. We'll be putting it in baby formula next. It'll be good. I'm waiting for the next thing we do is a show on marijuana beer. Weed broccoli. Yeah. Weed. <laughs> Weed beer. Get kids to eat their broccoli. Weed broccoli. <laughs> yeah. That's like Tomaco at, uh, from The Simpsons. <laughs> Tomaco. <laughs> Tomatoes made from Oh my tobacco. God, they're definitely going to cross hops with weed now. Oh, basically a mar- marijuana bind. Isn't that, Isn't, aren't they the they same? Already? No, not at all. They are. They're, they're like, yeah, they're like, like the same family. Hemp, yeah. hemp and hemp and hops. Hemp and yeah, hops. hemp and hops. Okay, are the same maybe thing. so. One's a one's a vine and one is a vine. Very much not a vine at all. Sure it is. Really, it grows okay. the same. Yeah, they're both vines. Hemp they, and hopper. Yeah, they both grow like weeds. That's why they're called weed. <laughs> Huff and hofer. Okay, what are you drinking? Um, okay, so anyway, we're drinking the D. <laughs> Matt likes the D, so we're having an orgasm. It's a grapefruit zested blonde ale. Now, answer me this, Matt. What the fuck's a blonde ale? A blonde ale is Pilsner and or pale malt fermented with just a bland-ass yeast. Is it hoppy? No. Um, it's grain-forward. Grain and it's intended to be sort of a... Transition beer between... It's your what, American Kolsch. Then what's it's the difference? Yeah. So, American Blonde. So yeah, why do your, you have... You, well, you have an American Kolsch. Yeah. Why don't you call it Blonde? I'm not an American Kolsch. You do. You have a German-style Kolsch made in America. That's an American Kolsch. Yeah, but I used Kolsch yeast. Yeah. If I used USO5 on Pilsner malt or USO5 on Pale malt, that's a Blonde Ale with like 20 IBUs. It's a bland old beer with just grain forward. What drive are you supposed to be on the on the Kolsch or on, on a blonde ale? On a blonde ale? Mm-hmm. You you're looking at point probably point four on the Buguche or whatever. Fifteen to twenty eight. Uh, that's what they're calling for. And that, then you're looking at four and a half to five and a half percent alcohol. So what I've been told um, is Blonde Ale came about, and I, I'll get to a point, because they, they say this is a Blonde Ale. Um, I've been told that Blonde Ale came about because they can't call it Kolsch, or they can't call it certain other light types of ale because it hasn't been brewed in that region. Mm. Um, you can use Kolsch yeast to make a Blonde Ale hmm. in America. You use cream ale yeast to make a Blonde Ale. You can, so basically, we've made a, a Blonde Ale. My point is, I don't know... What exactly parameters you have to meet to meet a Blondale? Because if you were to add, if you were to put that culture that you make in a Blondale category, it would pass as a Blondale. See, to me, a Blondale was a person trying to make a light lager that was lazy. Me too. Exactly. And they made a nail out of it. They tried to make something light and lager-like, and they're like, eh, but I really don't feel like waiting the time because I really don't know what the hell I'm doing, and therefore I made a blonde ale. I agree with that, and I think you could use a multitude of yeast strains to get there. Um, If you wanted a Belgian twist on it for a Belgian blonde, you just use a Belgian yield. Matt, the the story I always heard about blonde ales was in brew pubs or craft breweries, it was 
hey, listen, we have a whole bunch of people that are used to drinking Budweiser mm-hmm. and beers of that nature, but Bud Miller Coors, right? Right. And I don't make that beer here. It's actually kind of hard to make a light American lager, so mm-hmm. therefore I will make a blonde yeah. for that uh, so that I can start to attract some people to my quote-unquote craft brewery by and making that usually beer. they're full of diacetyl. Which is buttery butter. popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about a golden ale? What's the difference between a blonde ale and a golden ale? It's like yeah. Saturday night and a Sunday morning, right? It's yeah. like the fine line between maybe the two. a little more alcohol. So if someone said golden ale, the first thing I think is maybe a little more alcohol, but that's about it. That's there just, are two different categories in BJCP. Really? Uh, there is a blonde ale category, which is a light pale American pale ale. And then there's a golden ale, which is a British golden ale. Uh-huh. But you get you get places around this area and around New Jersey and around the country calling shit what it's not, and it gets muddled. Like mixed. your New Zealand lager, or your Australian lager, exactly. or your American lager, or your American light lager, or you know. Yeah, it's just a. It's like a. And for why do they have categories for it when it's all the same fucking beer? Because people from Australia got pissed off that, oh, I can't make an American. I'm not New Zealand. I'm an an Australia, motherfucker. (laughs) Shrimp on the fucking Barbie. You sounded really, really, really close to Crocodile Dundee there. (laughs) Did I? No, not even close. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you let me know that, Harry? (laughs) He said A is a Canadian version. (laughs) But Canadian Aussie. You think that's a knife? That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's much, this much is better. A knife. There you go. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> so anyway, getting back. Now we're going to try this Duke Claws uh, Morgasm. Um, they just put an M on front of orgasm. And because past. you want more of it, I guess. I guess. And you, you do the Santa Claus face when you, t- when you drink it. Yeah, that's. Hold on, I haven't even tried it yet. <laughs> I know, I haven't either. <laughs> um, it says it's color. a grapefruit zested blonde ale. So cheers to Smells this. Very. The color is actually a gold color. It's got a little pink hint to it. A hint? Mm. Eh, I would say it's more gold and orange than anything. But clear. Almost like it's been filtered. Mm. It's got some lacings, but I don't know if that's from the previous beer I had or this one. Oh, it smells like a. And the beer. It smells like a blah. Paw and tail. Blah. And. Oh. <laughs> that was good, Matt. A blah. And. <laughs> no. So I think if they were trying to go for a grapefruit, not to. If anybody from Duclaw is listening to this, I'm, I'm sorry, but I've been drinking. Um, the only. I don't get orgasm you get from this is the orgasm of needing more grapefruit if you're really going for grapefruit. This is like, like, oh, God, I need more. I don't know. This is like, oh, is God. Even, do you even do that if you need more? No. <laughs> it, they forgot two got, words. They forgot two letters in front of the orgasm theme. No orgasm. No orgasm. <laughs> no. Ugh. It doesn't even taste like fucking grapefruit. <clears throat> um, don't apologize to Duclaw. Demand better beer. Don't call it what it's not. For Christ's sakes, people don't drink this beer. It's bad. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. If you want a if fucking want blonde ale. No, if you want grapefruit, don't drink this beer. No, if you want a blonde ale, go ahead and buy Morgasm. But don't are, buy are it because we, of are grapefruit. Are we back in the, uh, the peanut butter porter? No. Uh, no, no, category, no, no, no. which was 
you've been drinking so many beers that were so grapefruity no. that something that is mildly you, grapefruity. You haven't been drinking too much. No, have you no, tried no, this? no. Have you tried it? No, you haven't tried it. It says here on the side of the bottle. There ride, is no grapefruit. <laughs> ride the vibe of blonde, of this blonde. Citra dry hopped to add lemon notes and infused with grapefruit zest for a tart, refreshing taste. There's no tartness. That keeps you in the mood all night. Pop the top and get your juices flowing. Grapefruit zest? Grapefruit zest, maybe. I don't even get that. I, I get, I get a little grapefruit. grapefruit. No, no have you get grapefruit zest is, is on your tongue at the end. No, it's no not. there's a, ze- no, there's it's a not. zest it's in there. Yeah. There's no, like, if, when we're comparing this to Shandies no and stuff like there's that, that's the there. issue. There's nothing there. There is hop, hoppiness in the zest. If you're, if you're talking about grapefruit zest, you're talking about hops. I'm getting citra hops. I am not getting grapefruit zest. I'm getting, I mean, there's grape, there's... Grapefruit zest makes your mouth numb. Have you ever had it? Have you ever yes. scraped it off and squirted it in your mouth? Yes, I, I don't usually like to eat grapefruit zest because of... Well, when I peel grapefruits issues. from my children, <laughs> I have to peel the goddamn grapefruit and take the goddamn pith off. Excuse my language. But take the pith don't off. Don't you dare say pith in front of my face. <laughs> don't pith me off. <laughs> Um, take the pith off in order to get them to eat the grapefruit. And if I don't, it's that flavor um, that I'm not getting. I'm not getting that. I'm getting more just a hobby resin. That's all I'm getting. I'm not getting any of that pith, that zest. I'm not. He's <clears throat> Warren is definitely pith. <clears throat> he is quite pith off. He's quite pithed. I don't even smell it in this beer. And believe me, I have used my share of grapefruit zest in beers. I get it all the time. And I'm not getting it at all. It's empty. Although I, I will give you the fact that it's a blonde ale. Yes. And flavors come through a lot heavier in a blonde ale. And it's pretty light. I mean, it's not a bad blonde ale. It's no. a blah blonde ale. I'm just saying, like, I'm getting some grapefruit in there, not necessarily from hops. But it's not forward. And normally, if you're going with a flavor and you're putting it into a blonde ale, it's usually pretty forward. So, would you say that's pretty hoppy for a blonde? Or pretty bitter? It's got that a lingering bitterness. That might be the grapefruit, what they're going for? I mean, I'm just wondering if there's that something... That might be it. Right. If, the, that if, might be it. If, if that bitterness that you're getting is the grapefruit that they put in there. That might be it. That might be the one. That might be the, the ticket, but I'm not getting any flavor of grapefruit. Yeah. You're getting the, the bite, but not the essence. And like we said earlier, I mean, that's what I said earlier about grapefruit being the similar chemical compound that's in hops. Um, the same chemical compound, actually, that's found in hops is found in grapefruit. So if you don't use grapefruit flavor to get grapefruit through, you're going to get that bittering aspect of the grapefruit. And that's what I'm getting. I'm not getting anything else. I don't know if I would consider that a blonde ale either. Maybe uh, Imperial Blonde. <laughs> Isn't that a pale ale? <laughs> yeah. I'm making a double Imperial Blonde. <laughs> That's the IBA. <laughs> no, that would be that would be the, the Are quadruple you done blonde. No, it's sad. I'm sorry. I'm slow. <clears throat> Matt really, really, really thinks this is a blonde. 
I'm just not really good at chugging beers to begin with. So it's like I tried two sips of it, and if it's not like, you know, oh, hey, this is like, you know, really good beer, it just takes me a while. Can't help myself. I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that I had to push all that damn water up my goddamn door. <laughs> talk about the brewery while you... <clears throat> yeah, where are we at there, Matt? <clears throat> What's going on with the brewery? Three weeks in. Three good weeks. Really, really good weeks. Thank you all for coming. You've done a fantastic job getting out over the brewery. Um, Thank you to all the alcoholics in Warren County. Yes, and throughout New Jersey and Pennsylvania and New York. I think even a few came from outside the area, too. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're doing good. we got seven beers on tap. Forge batches are rotating through. Really good stuff. I'm planning on doing... The, the IPA is flying off the shelf, so I've got to mm-hmm. figure out what my next seasonal hoppy beer is going to be. Um, I've got somewhat of an idea, but i got to play around with it. Kolsch is going like crazy. I knew it would be decent, a, a, a good beer, but I didn't think it would sell that well. Um, I think the Kolsch is a good uh, transition beer. Hmm. Right, which is it's for people that might be used to drinking Corona and Budweiser and whatever else, they're gonna come and they're gonna have that culture. Be like, it's a nice, flavorful, also, but not too heavy. It's also good for the summer. Beer. It's just yeah, it's the just time great, of year yeah, that yeah, people want. Year. I think you just insulted Matt. No, no, it, I think a that's my my session <laughs> beers were based on that idea to be there you, for people who wanted flavorful beer and be there for people who were getting into into craft beer. Your Kolsch has a lot more flavor to offer oh. than anything. <clears throat> it has That's why very... I said it's a transition. <clears throat> it's craft. It's, it is not, you know, it's not a triple IPA. No. Right? It's, it, but it is m- much more flavorful than a Corona. Right? Mm-hmm. Nice. I still think your stout's stellar. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Um, Hefeweizen and Saison were on last week, and... The Hefeweizen is getting nothing but great reviews from everybody. Um, you have a small drainage problem off your roof? We have a small drainage problem off our roof. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the issue earlier. We were going to get this podcast a little bit earlier, but uh, it downpoured. <laughs> and all of the water from our parking lot and the roof drains right in front of the garage door and backed up the trench drain. And me and Carl were sweeping water... <laughs> Through the brewery to the red floor because it was just pouring through like a river delta. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good time. Seems like every time I go there, I'm mopping water. The first time it was because your uh, your hot liquor tank. Overflowed. Oh, that was right. <laughs> it was blowing off water the wrong way. Yeah. Now, but everything's going great this uh, this Friday, and we're doing our first day of distribution, July first. Don't know when the podcast will get on, but maybe July 1st will be at some point beforehand. We will be, uh, we'll have beer on at the Mars Tap and Grill. It'll be our first place. They're they're exclusive over there. I'll have eight beers on Friday. Mm -hmm. They'll have uh, eight beers on there. The stout will be on Nitro. And we'll do the IPA regular and the IPA with grapefruit, as well as all the other beers that we have on tap. Um...
we um, afterwards we will be uh, distributing throughout Warren Morris and Sussex County. Um, my sales guy Mark has been hitting the road and got us a pretty good amount of accounts. So it seems like a lot of places are really interested in putting our beer on tap and getting them out all over the state. So. Uh, I want to keep moving forward with a lot of forge batches for the tasting room side of stuff, but I really want to get the year rounds and the seasonals out there to everybody else. So if you have any thoughts on other styles of beer that you want to see or styles of beer that we put on to the forge batches, Hackett Stolsch. Hackett Stolsch. Uh, let me know. Put something up. You know. Also, if you have any Zigmeister swag, uh, T-shirts, whatever, take a picture of yourself all over the place, post it to the... The Facebook, we love reposting that stuff and, uh, you know, showing the Zigmeister love. Uh, me and Warren just put together a uh, a collaboration beer. Our fir- My first collaboration beer. Is that your first collaboration, Warren? It is. Uh, both of our first collaborations. We're virgins, no yeah. longer. Oh. <laughs> we popped our cherries. Uh, when we drank the D. No, <laughs> Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> Santa Claus came. Yeah. <laughs> Morgasms. <laughs> um, we made a, a American cream ale. We single hopped it with uh, Ottenham. And uh, we did something a little bit special. I'm not going to say it on here. But uh, look through uh, social media and see everything. We'll be posting some stuff up. Come visit. Definitely come over and visit. We'll be, we're, we're doing enough stuff with this one to do an entire flight of the forge batch so you can get four four offerings of the forge batch um it's going to be it's going to be great for the independence day weekend so definitely stop on by and try it because it's not going to be anywhere else we only have 40 gallons of it and you're going to want to drink it it's funny uh someone was saying something about you know you use otnum i'm like yeah and i looked at otnum and the first thing that came into my head was an anthem and if you switch the words, it's the national anthem. Yeah. So oh. it's pretty neat that we use Ottenham for the the Forge Batch for this yeah. holiday. So um, come by and see it. The the beer actually came out phenomenal. It really did. It tastes great and very uh, refreshing, very light. What we did with it is just going to be even better. So yep, I'm. You know, and I I say this to you often. I couldn't be happier for you to see that place take off like it did. Um, it just, there's a, there's so much interest. Um, the ambiance, the way that you set it up, the, the things that you did to your brewery, and they made it so much different than the others that are in town. And the beer, uh, you know, as flavorful as any that's out there, and the beer that you're putting out is phenomenal. Uh, you're selling, like, hotcakes. And I, I just wish you the best. And... Uh, Hope that uh, it continues on down the road for you. Um, so, cheers to you um, and to future batches together, and to your success and to our success, and uh, make 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 the beer flow uh, very special here. Definitely, thank you. Congratulations! And, uh, make sure everybody come out, grab some of this beer. Only forty gallons. Of, put, of the uh, yeah, of the, Independence, of the Independence Day well, special. We're put, we're we're going to put it out on Saturday. Okay, good. It's going, it's going to be released Saturday. More than likely, it won't last till Sunday. <laughs> Come out Saturday, get your fill. I think we calculate it's going to be like, you can only, that's like 240 flights. So, yeah. 
Not much. <laughs> have, so you've have you crossed the ten thousand pint mark yet? I don't know. I have to check. Close. I should put a counter up. Yeah, you should. Every at the end of every day, I'll put a counter. <laughs> we'll do something. You should. But uh, yeah, I got I got to check that out. So the next beer that we cheers to is Evil Genius's Turtle Power. It's a grapefruit pale ale, ale with natural flavors added. Um, again, I'm not getting any grapefruit in the scent like we did this, the Radlers or the Shandies or anything like that, but I'm getting the pale ale, blonde ale kind of flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't tasted it yet. It is a regular, I would assume a regular beer, 12-ounce can, a 12-ounce bottle. Doesn't give me the amount of ABV on here, does it? I don't think so. I don't think they write it. Um, I would probably say it's somewhere in the vicinity of 5%. Don't know. I haven't had a sip, and I can't tell you what the effects would be anyway. Uh, that is my uh, that is my professional opinion. There's no it says on um, Evil Genius says on no beer advocate it says it's six percent. Six percent pale ale. Take take it for what it is. I don't okay. know if that's correct. All right. So um, down the hatch it goes. It's got. White to off-white head retention. It's clear as a, um, a crystal. I mean, six, you can see through it. Actually, from, from the Evil Genius website. Six. Yep. Two-row crystal, warrior, and citra. I've had some okay stuff from uh, Evil Genius. Mm-hmm. This one's uh, all subpar. <clears throat> what is this? So right straight from the Evil Genius website. What is the style of grapefruit pale ale? What is the taste profile? Our hop-forward grapefruit pale ale is brewed with dry hop with citra. Not Couple. hop forward in the slightest. Mm. This Warrior. Is... That's what they use. Yeah. Warrior and Citra. Citra, is not, this is not hop forward at all. Mm-mm. I do have Citra flavor profile, but again, they're trying I'm to get... getting a little in the nose, but I'm not getting... I'm not even getting grapefruit on the flavor. I don't know why these people think that Citra tastes like grapefruit. It doesn't. Nothing about Citra is grapefruit. I don't get it either. I don't understand why they think Citra tastes like grapefruit. Citra does not have any grapefruit qualities to it whatsoever. It, if there you were to use nothing, Galaxy this, in it, this I would is say, this yeah, is watery. There's water even down. even on the flavoring and mm-hmm. the flavoring and the aroma is nothing. Mm-mm. There's a little bit of bitterness in there and there's nothing to follow it up. Thank you for these uh, useless calories here, Carl. <laughs> Getting me all bloated with these useless calories. I thought you said we were going to have some grapefruit tasting tonight. We did with the Shandies. Shandies were phenomenal. Grapefruity. Except for Lion and Kugel. Which was too sweet for you. Too sweet. <clears throat> and UFO, which was yeasty. Which was uh, yeasty. So what you're saying is the German Shandies were good. The Germans know how to shandy. <laughs> they were dandy. <laughs> they were dandy Shandies. I think Warren's got fleas. He's scratching himself all over here. I always There's this one fly that's going all over the place in here. Gives me the Evie Cheevies. You give me the Evie Cheevies, girl. <laughs> no. I gave you cooties. <laughs> no, I love you, brother. No, um, actually, drinkable. Evil Genius, drinkable. Definitely drinkable. Yeah, Subpar to what we expect the beer yeah. to be. So honestly, guys, you say that you don't citra. It's... You say the citra doesn't have any grapefruit character whatsoever in your mind, right? To me, it does. And I always thought it did. But not grapefruit fruit. Grapefruit, grapefruit rind. rind. Mm-hmm. So no, maybe I can that's see that. what they're going. That's no, what they're thinking. I think they use victory malt in this. Do they use victory malt in this? 
There's a biscuit malt that comes through that doesn't play well against that so citra. Two rolling crystal, but crystal could be anything, right? I mean, crystal could be. I'm getting like a like a crystal then flavor coming through along with the hops. You got it? Yeah. I thought he just hit me because he didn't like me. <laughs> that was one dead fly. <laughs> Tis the yeah, sneak. it's like there's there's bitterness in the front and then it just like it dies off in the middle. There's nothing but grain flavor in the middle. That pale ale flavor isn't there. And then this grapefruit flavor added or flavor added thing just it doesn't come through. You know what's nice? Um is that after I drank this and I burped, I burped up Shandy. So I got a little grapefruit in my burp. <laughs> to so help like, me. oh, it helped. That helped. It actually did help. But, you know, if you're going to go with this, I would go with ice cold. So you don't get all the flavors from the beer. Um, I don't know if it's worth a try even buying. I guess it is. For me, I would buy this just yeah. to try it out. Turtle Power, I wouldn't buy it again. After trying it, I, I probably wouldn't. At least not until next year. See if Holy they shit, I it. thought we were done. We got two more to go? We do have two Holy more to go. Now it's on to the... We got the... IPA? Uh, session IPA and the IPA. We're going straight up the ranks here. You're going Blonde Ale, Pale Ale, Session IPA, IPA. Now, because I make a Session IPA that I call a Pale Ale, I'm hoping this one comes through good. I still have so much fucking beer left in my cup. I can throw that out. I'm happy to do that. You know what I mean? Oops. Talk about bloat. I mean, I'm bloated from this. Dying, bro. Okay, so, so on to the next one. Oh, the session IP. I didn't even realize this earlier. Star Hill. Buddy of mine from... Uh, Hang on. What are you watching? I'm watching uh, some kind of a... This is a song to you. Your beer! (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd just pause that. I didn't. It's going on and on and on and on. Okay. Nothing compares to your beer. That's what I got from that that little, you know, I'm trying on this beer here tonight, and, you know, it's all subpar crap. I made an IPA, and I hope it's the same thing as me, because nothing compares to your beer. Anyway, we're on to the next one here. I'm just busting in here. I know you are. Stop. Shut this shit off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I love it. No, so anyway, no. Anyway, Matt, we're, we're done. I'm going home. <laughs> Carl, I'm out. Matt's out. We're done. <laughs> no, I'm just busting on you. That's all. Um, no, so the next I one, agree with you on everything you said about that beer. Next one's here from Star Hill. We're on to the next one. Where I'm are done. we on? I'm done. Star Hill. So, Star Hill makes a pretty good uh, Kolsch. Have you had their Kolsch? Which, which one's their Kolsch? It's their summer Kolsch. Kolsch like style ale. They're from Texas, right? Star Hill? No, Star Hill's from Virginia. Who's, who's from? Or no, North Carolina. Right? Charlottesville, Virginia. Virginia, yeah, it was Virginia. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, they have a call shot, don't they? Buddy of mine went to that I went to Siebel with is over in Star Hill. They make some good beer, Star Hill. They do. So go ahead and give a little bit of talk about this one, Matt. Okay. Well, let's see what they're even saying about on the bottle here. So it's a grapefruit session IPA, 4.9% alcohol. They said real grapefruit grapefruit. Ugh. Real grapefruit zest complements bright citrus hop character. A sociable body brings you back for more. So are we are we looking at another beer that has grapefruit zest in it, not necessarily grapefruit? Yes, I think so. I haven't tasted it, haven't smelled it yet, but that would be my thought off the reading on here is you've got some grapefruit zest and you've got hops to complement it. They have five beers. They have a Northern Lights IPA, Grapefruit Pale Ale, the Love Wheat Beer, Jomo, which is a Vienna-style lager. That's what I was thinking of. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah, the Vienna lager. And an Imperial IPA, which is their double platinum. Mm. The Jomo is really well made. I don't know who makes it, but it's one of the top most refreshing craft ales that I've had in a long time. And you turned me on to that other Kolsch that we used to drink all the time when we were fishing. Um, The Schlafly? The Schlafly. That's one of my favorite Kolsches, yeah. So now that we have one in town, we can Besides bring... Reisdorf, Kolsch, Schlafly, Kolsch. I've never had Reisdorf. Uh, Schlafly was the only one I had. Mm. If I did have a Reisdorf, it was old, and I didn't really think it was impressive. Mm. A lot of them that come over here are pretty old. But, but yeah. Schlafly you can get a lot. They're really good. Yep. So, uh, and I implore you to try... If you ever get out to Hackestown, New Jersey, um, look up Zigmeister Brewing Company. And go over there and try his Kolsch. It's uh, it's one of the best. So, cheers to this uh, pale ale. This is a, a session it, IPA. It looks nice. Has a nice lacings 4. on it. Four point nine percent session IPA. Clear. I assume they filter, um, but it could be cold could crashed. Be just cold crashed. Um, you can clear I've it got, pretty damn good. I got no sediment in the bottle, so I don't know if that means anything. I smell grapefruit. This is definitely a session IPA. And uh, huh, flavor comes through. Yeah, I would definitely drink this. Yeah, this this to me comes through to the name grapefruit. It's ho- it's got a hop character to it. Session IP. It's got the hop right. character. It's it's more beer and grapefruit. Than and they anything. they mix yep. the the grapefruit zest they're talking about right. really mix with those hops. Um, real grapefruit zest. Was used in this, I guess, and it's only five percent, four point nine percent alcohol. So, such an IPA. Yep, it's under five. It'll still give you a wallop. Oh yeah, I mean this doesn't taste like it's under five. No, Mm-mm. actually, it does remind me a lot of Ballast Point. Mm. It really does. This is really this is nice. Yeah, How this long is, has this is a nice. been in? Business. Uh, late nineties, I think. Is that right? Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Um, looking it up. I am nineteen ninety-nine. Matt, with the answer. Boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> FTW. <laughs> I like this stuff. This is good. This is this is uh, this is worthy of getting. So if mm-hmm. anyone's out there 
This is definitely a, a worthwhile Star Hill. Solid beer beers. Yep. You you'll enjoy the hook. Grapefruit session IPA. It's got more of an IPA character to it. Um but yeah, it does so just, have some some grapefruit. Just to emphasize there. again, the name of this one is The Hook from Star Hill Brewery, Grapefruit Session IPA. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. So what's on the horizon for the brewery that next, just the next couple of weeks, just oh, to goodness. I don't know. hone um, in your skill? Are you? I mean, we're starting distribution now, so. Have you found a rhythm as to far as what you need to brew and what you need? No clue yet. Cause because you haven't started distribution. Because we haven't started distribution. I, I can't, I can't even tell and you. And what does distribution look like for you? It's, it's looking real good. Um, the biggest issue that I'm having is I don't know what size the kegs people are looking for. In the beginning, they all want sixtals. I don't know if they're going to jump from sixtals to halves real quick, or if they're going to stick with sixtals. So I got to figure out my keg floats and fill kegs up. And how do you determine that when you open? I did pretty much fifty-fifty, and uh, we'll see from there. Luckily, if you're looking for used kegs or even some new, you can get them pretty quick. Uh, so. Need them within a week and a half, you can get them. So it's it's just cleaning and stickering and numbering and all that other side stuff that needs to get done before you can fill them back up. Had the the help do today. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh normally normally I got Andy over there, but he's on vacation now. He had a couple of vacations planned before he started working at the brewery, so I wasn't gonna tell him no. I think he's over in uh over in Europe now. Taking a nice little tour. So Germany. I got, so I got Joe. Joe working over there for me from the homebrew club. And he's loving it. I mean, he's doing some shitty work, but he's having a good time. He's having a good time. He just brewed today. Uh, That's good. Uh, he He's going to brew a big batch with me tomorrow. Um, he, was, he was getting a little upset there before he came over because he's like, oh, you know, I'm going on vacation soon and... I wanted to be able to homebrew and stuff like that to get some beer brought down, and I don't think I'm going to be able to because the only time I have is like one day on a weekend now, and uh, that's the time I usually have my kids, so I can't, or, you know, hang out with the kids, so he can't, he can't do that. So I said, well, while we're working today. Why don't we brew in the background? He goes, how are we going to do that? So well, we'll brew in the pilot system, and you could just have that in the background and use it as your, you know, as your homebrew, and uh, that's what he did. So he brewed 20 gallons, and uh, he split it. Because uh, he thought this was just crazy that you can make multiple different e- beer styles from one grist. One grist. So he made an American blonde ale, a Belgian blonde, a Hefeweizen, and a Kolsch, all from the same grist by using different yeasts. Mm-hmm. And we're fermenting them out right now, and uh, we'll see how they all taste in a couple weeks. But awesome. uh, he's. He's like beside himself. It has like, oh, God, I can't believe you know. I, I never knew that was gonna happen. And That's cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome just to be able to you know get this knowledge out to people who really really like beer and. Uh, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, it's a good thing. How's a uh, about you know with your place? How's how's stuff going now? Good, we're good. Yeah. Yep, it's uh, basically what you just described is what we do here. Um, we teach people how to make beer, so. We get them in, we get them out as quickly as we can as far as beer goes. Uh, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's 
two weeks, sometimes it's four weeks, depending on what kind of style we make. But we see all kinds of styles from anything from, uh, you know, your latest culture to your, your heaviest Russian Imperial Stout. And this time of year doesn't really make a difference. People are always asking me, are we doing pale ales? Are we doing IPAs? Is there a lot of, what's the most that you ever do? And honestly, um, since I've started, there's probably an equal distribution across the board. It's mainly seasonal. Uh, you'll see Hefeweizens, Weissbeers, uh, or Weissbeers. Uh, you'll see um, Belgian Wits, and you'll see Saisons this time of year, all the way through summer. Then you're talking brown ale, and then you're talking amber ale, and you're talking the darker stuff. You know how the, the, the whole seasonal goes. But we get them in, we get them out. We get uh, a lot of people who still brew at home coming in for their ingredients. So it's good. It's all good. Um, What's nice is that during the weekends, we see more and more people walking up and down Main Street now uh, that the breweries have now come into play. Um, What's cool about the weekends, too, for me is that I get to quit 6 p.m. on Saturday and walk the beat Mm. and hang out and see how things are going, which is neat. It's really cool. Now, one one thing that I, I find really cool about your place, though, Warren, is not only can someone come in here and just, like, off the top of their head be like, you know what, I'm thinking I just want to make something that tastes like this, and then you've got the beer knowledge from all the home brewing background that you've been able to, that, that you've done, and you can just put this beer recipe together for them that it's just something off the top of their head that they're thinking, whether it's some crazy stout with some chocolate flavor and something else that's coming through because they want it to taste like something or a light, easy-drinking, summery beer that, you know, is similar to this one beer they tried once before, but they don't want it to be too much this way, and you can put that together for them. But also, you're pulling in new types of ingredients. It's not just American-style ingredients. It's German, it's Belgian, it's and, and the yeast you're getting from all over the place. It's not just white labs, it's not just Y yeast. You have this new uh, this new can, yeast in a can, that I, I had never even heard of before, and you brought, you brought it on in there. I thought it was so cool. It's... it's well, you could probably talk about it a little bit more, but it's already pitchable in the can. Right. You guys use that too, right? Yeah, we use that today. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so um, it, it's an organic imperial uh, yeast, and I'm just trying, testing out new yeast strains to see if, you know, we can get some good strains in. You know, it comes in a can. It's 200, 200 billion cells, pitchable right away. Instead of having to grow a starter, if you're in a pinch, you just crack the can open. Let it sit for a little while, open it up, and if there's a cake, you take a sterilized spoon and stir it and then pitch. And that's it. I mean, it's, it's, and it works well. I made a brown ale with it. I made an IPA with it. I made um, a half of Weizen with it. I made, um, I'm going to make a Kolsch next. Um, but you use the Dieter. You mm-hmm. use the, uh, what is the other Monastic. One? Monastic, which is the Belgian. Yep. You used, um, uh, the Stefan, Stefan, which, which is, is the German, German, and those, are the, those are the three that we yeah, use today. Yeah. So, I think that, and you had your Kolsch's that you use. Yeah. So, I think those, I, you know, I think it's cool that I'm I'm able to do that. Um, what's really cool is that we get people like you here. We get people like Joe or people like uh, the people from Jersey Girl in, and our minds collaborate and we come up with some ideas and we come up with some recipes and. We do some trial and error. I mean, for the last two years, you and I were brewing here in experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't work and just coming up with some really cool ideas. Uh, I thought that was really neat. And that's what what 
was cool about this story. That's what my favorite thing about the story is. It's really one giant experiment. Um, controlled experiment, nonetheless, because we know what works and what doesn't work. Um, but it's uh, an experiment to see how far we can push our limits. And we talked about that a little bit without fruit. We did all this experimenting with fruit. I think we did nine batches of uh, mango to yeah. see what would work the best. And that's that's what really this is all about. So if you are a home brewer and you come in here and you sit down with me, we'll develop a recipe together. You go home and brew that recipe. And two weeks later, you're tasting it. And you're like, you know, this is really good. But I can use a little something more, and you come back and we tweak that recipe. That's what I'm all about. That's creating creating the quintessential chasing that beard to make sure that you can get to where you want to be. Um, trying to understand what those beers are, what the different flavors of different malts do, and really honing in on making sure people understand what malt is as far as what process that is. It's not, a, it's not a thing. It's a process. What yeast does and how that plays in the role of beer. What hops do and how they play in the role of beer. And trying to figure out the, the flavor profiles and really paying attention to the amounts and how they work through the boil. We're, we're a learning facility. And what's neat is that we have these three breweries in town and we have now an ex a way to get these people to you, Matt, and to really understand the educational purposes of when they take that tour at your place, they have a grounding. They know, wow, this is how it's done on a big level, and this is what I do at home with my little batch, or and I can't believe he's doing that with that batch, and holy cow, that's so cool. He's got a conical, and what does the conical mean for me? And I got this dish pan. Um, I don't know what you call it, dishpan mm -hmm. bright tanks. And what does that mean for me? And how does that all work? Is it the same thing? And they get to see it on a different level and taste it on a different yeah. level. It's really neat, really fun. I mean, brewing at its heart is experimentation. Right. The craft beer movement at its heart is, is experimentation. And to you always want to be trying something new, brewing something new, because there's always new ingredients coming out. Try a different combination of something like that. And, uh, I mean, you're... You're talking about, you know, for your place, the, the future that you hopefully see in here isn't just the homebrewing side of stuff. I mean, you want to get into doing, you know, production batches eventually and possibly, you know, moving down um, uh, uh, the, ro the road of, you know, getting a small brew system in here to do a mix of uh, home homebrewing side to teach people all this different stuff and then being able to produce your, your own and... I mean, you're you're a great brewer. You know your background. You've got you know so many years of home brewing under your belt that that uh, there's a lot that you can bring to the production brewing side of stuff. And in a way, that that almost brings us into our our last beer over here too that we can even be trying while we're talking about it. Ballast Point, Point, yeah, because they were a home brew exactly. facility exactly to start, and yeah. then they moved into small production batches, which is something that you're really kind of hoping to get into. And down the road, they were bought out for a billion dollars—the largest <laughs> buyout in beer history. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, and I'm sure people listening here have heard of Ballast Point because they are one of the you know, more famous craft breweries out there right now. And uh, they were just bought out for a billion dollars, and they make Sculpin, which is one of the more well-known IPAs out there, and one of the variants off of it is 
grapefruit sculpt and they were they four? number number four yeah. in voted the best IPA yeah. out there. Um, I think this year. Sculpin. When I was really trying a bunch of different IPA style beers, working over at Kane to try to see, you know, what was out there when when brewing Head High, to see what we could do to make Head High better and better. Sculpin was up there on my list. It was so definitely. Top. It's funny. It's funny that uh, we segued into this. So Sculpin started out as Ballast Point started out as a small homebrew shop in California. Um, where were they in California? I don't want to say somewhere in. I think it was Escondido, but it's now San Diego. Yeah, um, I think it was Escondido, California. I think it's right around the same area. I'm not quite sure. If I'm mistaken, then I'm sorry. But uh, for some reason, Escondido sounds familiar. They started a homebrew shop where people would go in, and they had a homebrew club. Sound familiar? They mm. had a homebrew club that met there. They had, uh, for years, they would do experimental batches in their back without you know, huh. their, their state laws getting involved or whatever it was they were doing. And people would go back there and taste and be like, you got to put this on. And then eventually they just grew to a uh, a size where they couldn't sustain anymore and had to apply for some kind of a brewing license. And then they had a brewing license and then became a brewery. And they sold pretty well. They were one of the most sought-after beers, or probably still are. Obviously, still are uh, in America. And they were, they're well-known. Obviously, we're all right, uh, on the East Coast. And I first heard of uh, Ballast Point a couple years back, and I had their sculpt, and I was very impressed with it. Um, but it was one of those, you know, you get one, it's great, but you have one, and you, you don't get access to more. And then all of a sudden, they started showing up in shelves. And some mergers took place over the last year, year and a half. And next thing you know, you're, you're reading about Ballast Point being merged with uh, Celestial. Uh, Continental Constellation Constellation Who also has Spirits And um, And so does Ballast Point Obviously (laughs) But they wanted to be They wanted A a craft beer A high end craft beer To be their Point For craft beer Yeah yeah, For flagship And And Ballast Point Was going to be there And this year In Zymergy uh, They were voted number four For their Sculpin IPA And number five For their Sculpin Grapefruit IPA. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure if it's the same recipe at, with added grapefruit, but uh, we're drinking the grapefruit version today, the fifth best voted IPA in America. Um, cheers mm. to that. And cheers, cheers to everyone who out there who homebrews and dreams of becoming big. Um, that's how Matt started. Uh, obviously, Matt has some schooling, though. Um, some but it all, it all starts. I mean, it starts from home starts brewing. From it starts home from brewing. a a love in home brewing and a want to know more. Whether you jump right from home brewing into craft beer like Joe did, whether you go right from home brewing with a business background to hire another brewer like Jersey Girl did, or you go from home brewing to learn it yourself to get a background like I did and jump into this whole thing. Right. And I mean, you can get it from any angle. Right. You can even not, you know go into home brewing and just decide, you know what, I'm in the brewing industry and just keep moving forward with it and just fall in love with it that way. Right. Every time I talk with a different brewer, every time I, you know something comes up, it's just come from a completely different angle. Nobody gets into the industry from the same way. Right. And, uh, I mean, if, if you have an interest in it, don't 
you know, to say, oh, I've got other things, you know, that's going on right now. It's like, if this is something you really want to do, I mean, it's, it's possible. There's a living. Yeah. There's a living. Um, are you going to be bought out for a billion dollars? Mm. Who knows? Just don't open your brewery in Hackettstown. Yeah. <laughs> so are you going to be bought out for a billion dollars? And, I, you know, I kind of liken that to the top 1% of, like, you, you go and play football. You love football because you play football in high school and you played all four years. And you, you know how it is. I'm, I'm so far removed from high school, so don't think that I'm a, I'm a 40-year-old man who thinks that I can still play football because I know I can't. But there was this love of football for me that I loved, and I was going to go to college and play f- college football. And, yeah, I can make it to the pros. There's a very, very slim chance of making it to the pros, as well as very, very slim chance of getting that billion-dollar buyout that you're looking for. I know we're all in it for money. Uh, obviously, we have to make a living somewhere. But there, the love for making great beer uh, amongst people that open up breweries and do the home brewing can't be compared to anything else. Um, and it's the reason why we're drinking better beer today than we were yesterday. So, cheers to that. Here you go, Carl. Have a sip. Grapefruit sculpin. That's for damn sure it is. <laughs> that's grapefruit, right. and that's an IPA. That's number five beer in America. Yeah, and, best and I think for Sculpin yeah. is like number four or three. Yeah, four. four. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Russian River for the ninth yeah. year in a row. Yeah, I, I, mm. I, I'm starting to think, Pliny. though, as, very, as difficult as it is to get Pliny, which is, it's impossible to get Pliny, that that's just winning on reputation alone at this point, because there's not enough people that are actually get it to vote it up. There's an empty bottle of Pliny in that cabinet over there. Yeah, one. And I had it. And it's empty for a reason. Yep, it was damn good. <laughs> and then uh, there's Pliny. Bell's too hard today. I've had that multiple Bell's, times. Yeah. Bell's is good. When I was in Chicago, for Siebel, the bar right across the street from my apartment Bell's. had Bell's on tap, too hearted, and I drank it. The only thing I got to say that pissed me off about it, and it pissed me off, something fierce. Twist off the caps? Nope. Frosted mugs. <laughs> Frosty mugs. Oh, you might as well throw the beer right out the fucking window. Frosty mugs. But we sat there in that bar because they had bells too hearted, and we studied after class over four or five pints of beer. <laughs> four or five frosty mugs of beer. And a plate uh, of nachos. Number three is Hetty Topper's Alchemist, mm-hmm. or Alchemist's Hetty Topper. Yeah. I've had many of those. Those are good. Uh, of course, I don't drink them in a can. I pour them in a bottle or a, a, a glass. <laughs> I pour them right into a bottle and chug I it from the bottle. I take it from the can and I pour it in a bottle. And, and then, then I take it from the bottle and I put it in a glass. Go, go to your important fucking meeting again that you were just in. <laughs> Ballast Point Sculpin IPA and Ballast Point Grapefruit IPA, four and five. Um, so those are the top five. And we're drinking the top five here. So cheers to that, man. That's, uh, that's a good night. It's a good one, man. It is a top yep. notch. So we had uh, out of all of the uh, out of all of the shandies we had tonight. I think that uh, out of all the grapefruit beers tonight, the shandies were refreshing, non filling. Um, but the t- the four that we had for the pale, the blonde, the IPA, and the regular um, the sessionable IPA. I think the last two, Star Hill. Star Hill was standout. I think as a session IPA, as a drinkable 
session IPA <laughs> with grapefruit flavor. That was fantastic. Right. And then, of course. I mean, for a full full IPA, I can't drink more than a pint of the Sculpin just because it's a bigger beer. It's filling, yeah. Um, but it's tasty. And I got to say, for the, the last two of those Shandies, Schoffenhofer, Schoffenhofer, uh, and the Vorsteiner. The Vorsteiner was nice. It was different. Yeah. Different. Different than I expected. I expected same kind of results for the, the Schoffenhofer, the Schaffenhofer, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But uh, I liked them both. Good, good stuff. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for picking grapefruits today. You could have not picked the crappy ones, but all in all, how would I know sometimes that? Sometimes you guys evaluate them. Sometimes you need you need the crappy. To Dude, was I really supposed to judge those books by their cover? Yes. Yeah. I was just supposed to look at yep, it and say, "Well, ab- absolutely. This yep. one was good. This yep. one was bad." What the fuck do you think we pay you for, Carl? Look, <laughs> look at those labels and point point out to me which ones are the crappy ones. I'll tell you. Yep. <laughs> I'd say that the Warsteiner is not a particularly great label. That's German. It's gold, bro. <laughs> okay. Shit's gold. <laughs> did, you, did you say Warsteiner? Yeah, he did. I don't know how you say it. Warsteiner. Okay, great. Warsteiner. The W's a V, Thanks bro. For, thank you. German. Warsteiner. Thank you for Warsteiner. the lesson in German. You're welcome. Thank you, Herr Warren. You're say, welcome. I would say that the Star Hill is just, it's just a fly... It's a, it's a yeah, fish like, fly. But it's like the rustic look to it. Yeah, if you had a fish hook fly, man, I would take that over. Uh, say, orgasm. No more orgasm. No more orgasm. <laughs> no orgasm. All right. Are we, are we in the typical we don't know how to end the show? No, it's just no, that no, we're no. trying to finish our beers and thinking about... How bloated I feel right now. <laughs> I'm surprised neither one of you has taken a bathroom break nor gotten out of your seat in... <laughs> One so hour, was, 55 minutes, and seven seconds. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen if I try to move. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> A lot wow. of broken things. So, um, Matt, you brewing tomorrow? Yep. Good luck brewing. I'm Hell brewing tomorrow. I'll be brewing. What you brewing tomorrow, Warren? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm brewing a pale ale. I'm transferring and brewing. I'm brewing two pale ales. Are you? Not grapefruit pale ales. Two of your pale ale? Two Falconer? of my Falconer pale ales. It's been selling. It has been. People like it, and people hate it. The, yeah. But people who expect so it to get the people IPA that like it. hate it. No, no, no. So here's, here's, people that like it like IPAs and pale ales. People that hate it here's, here's, don't know what the fuck a pale ale is. Ah. Here's, here's what I've gotten. People that like it will drink it over and over again, but don't say much about it. People mm-hmm. who hate it say... It's too bitter. They're they're more vocal mm-hmm. about what they don't like than what they like, and that's a shame because people that like it don't promote it enough. Huh? And I'm always like, well, I mean, I'm do, getting what, good. I'm getting nice ratings. I'm getting good feedback on the pale ale. It's just that. What, what don't you like about the pale ale? It's too bitter. What do you mean too bitter? That's what a pale ale should be. Oh well, I was expecting to be a blonde ale. It's not a blonde ale. If you want a blonde ale, but it's low alcohol. It's light. If you want a Blondale, go down the street. If it's, lo- it's low color, it's light, light in color, and it's low alcohol. Therefore, it should be light. They expect it to be a blonde. Yeah, they do. This is where it goes back to education again. People come up and they go, give me your lightest beers. It's like, well, the pale is pretty light. Then put it on my thing. Well, you're not going to like it because it's 
a little bit more bitter, but it's 4.9%. Give them your hef- give them your session session uh, uh, saison. Well, I'll give them the saison, the, the half. I'll give them the blonde, and one I'll give them as the fifth one, fourth one. Uh, what's the which was the blonde? I don't know if I have. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I, the, I get, I, they say they want something oh, they that's want light. Something like a give them the stout. <laughs> uh, no, I'll give them the amber. You could give them the amber. Yeah, I would give them the amber. Yeah. But they would think it's a little bit too colorful. Yeah. But but it would How not be too heavy. How heavy is your stout? It's not. It's not. Alcohol it's, heavy. It's, it's, it's thicker. It's stout. It's, it's roasty. It has, it has a little coffee roasty yeah. type of thing going on. I know what the fuck a stout is. That his does. I'm saying, what's the ABV on your stout? Five two. Thought it was in the fours. It's the highest of the of the uh, the four year round. Mild again with the uh, challenger. Three five. Ooh, baby. See, I told you we would do this, Carl. Mile got me, child. <laughs> okay, we're pretty much fucked up. We're done. We're eating pretzels. And we're not even talking about grapefruit anymore. No. And Carl's probably got to go home and do stuff because he's got to be going home to work in the morning. Yes, do I. Yeah, but you and me got to work late. Yeah, we're late. Yeah, you got kids. Yeah. I got a bird. Kids, birds, same thing. <laughs> Cocktail extract. <laughs> Go take care of that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> now that it's close to midnight, um, I fed you bear well. Um, yeah. I bid you bear well. I, I bid you farewell. No, I, I fid fid you, you bear well. well. Ah, okay. Get it? We get it. The, you, you did like something with the letter change. Something like that. Something. Is that like the D and the E? That's like put your D in my E, yeah. <laughs> put your D on my E. You can't put it in my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warren, you are. We're going to roll back the tape. <laughs> I'm going to roll back the tape to the point where... Where Warren said he actually meant his exit. <laughs> and I'm going to put that at the end of the show. Sweaty balls. He is my exit. Just repeat it like ten times. Be glorious. He is exit. My exit door. Anyway. No, I don't have an exit door. You have an exit shoot? I do. Everyone has an exit shoot. Whatever. Oh it's my called God. a butt I- fart. I got stuff. Quarter cup of beer here. Wait, isn't that bumper shoot? No. I need more pretzels. So, yeah, um, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing. The I'm sorry for everybody who's still listening. Wait, 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 <laughs> we're wait, rambling. Wait, wait, wait. Last time. Yep. Cut. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> we're done. No, we're not. We're there's never nothing, done. There's nothing else going on right now. We are finished, so thank you, thank <laughs> you all for doing joining Homer us. University. We already talked about it. You were uh, back there. Yeah, that's true. Right. We had like a whole segment that we talked about everything, and you were not here. It was pretty Did good. Did we talk about your dick? We did we that did. already. <laughs> and we also talked about... It was very short. <laughs> about orgasmic Santa Claus? That was were also very that? short. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Short segments. Very, very tiny... Till next time, Matt, thank you for showing up today. Warren, thank you for showing up.
I at try. your own place. Sometimes I'm not here, though. Usually when you're closed, right? Usually. Yeah. Carl, as Good it's night. always a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, your support. <clears throat> literally can't do this show without you guys. Even though we you literally said- can't do this show without you. <laughs> we would just be sitting here talking to each other. Yeah, but that's what you do. And anyway. nobody would be recording it. <laughs> How would that be? We'd be eating pretzels, drinking beer, and talking to each other without recording devices. <laughs> so in other words, <laughs> the show is just an extension of your real life. Exactly. <laughs> True that, yo. It's an extension of our real life where you supply us with eight random beers. <laughs> and make you drink a lot of grapefruit. <laughs> Next show is Barley Wine. Oh, my oh. God, no. Oh, in July? Oh God, no. Christ. No, we are not doing... We are not doing Barley Wines. <laughs> That's like, we're doing nothing mm. but Scottish Milds. <laughs> Come join us for the 11.5% or greater beers next July. Next, we, we taste 14 different Barley Wines. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, what what are we gonna do next time? Any, any idea? Uh, we'll come up with something. We gotta okay. surprise the audience. We can't, we don't give the teasers yet. Okay, so it's gonna be a surprise. Gonna be a surprise. There's a teaser. We don't do teasers. <laughs> Here's a teaser for you. Fuck off. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly something. possibly be something in the future. Santa Claus is coming in July. We're going to have a 100% of weather. 100% chance of weather. And then we're going to possibly do something next July. Or in July. Next July. It's not even July yet. Okay. Tomorrow, July. No. Tomorrow's not July. Friday's July. Remember that whole thing in July 1st on Friday? Yeah. And today's when? Nope. Tuesday. Yeah, it better be Tuesday. If it's fucking Wednesday already, I'm fucked. <laughs> when are we going to do some grapefruit beers? Are we going to do grapefruit beers anytime Austin. soon? Yeah. Well, the other choice yeah, was peanut butter porters again. <laughs> Weird. I'm fucking doing more peanut butter porters. Fuck you, Carl. You bring more peanut butter porters, you can leave. Carl, there's still shit. a whole fucking goddamn case of peanut butter porters. <laughs> In the back of my room here. <laughs> Is there? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. The chocolates. Oh, really? Evil Genius. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> Boy, every time there's an Evil Genius shows up, you not you guys aren't high on the Evil Genius or the Duclaw. No. Duclaw? Yeah. All right, boys. Good night. Say good night, boys. Uh, good night, boys. Good night. Good
I like it in my E, Actually, but I want the D. You like it in your E? The exit holes. Oh, I meant your ear. No. <laughs> Wait, you like the what in the where? <laughs> the exit hole. 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 The exit hole.